tell you that a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse is basically just an astronomical phenomena and we don't have to provide them more meaning than necessary. However, I would be wrong if I say that these phenomena are not beautiful and they don't affect you in any way whatsoever. They do affect us because they provide us with a beautiful view in the sky. On November the 8th, 2022, we will be witnessing a total lunar eclipse. And this lunar eclipse will be visible in most parts of the world with the exception of Africa and some parts of Europe. The rest of the world will be seeing the eclipse in some way or the other. So if you're living in California, if you're living in Japan, in Australia, or in eastern parts of Russia, you may be able to witness this lunar eclipse in its glory. But if you're living here in India, in that case, you might not be able to experience the entire, you know, lunar, lunar uh, thing, but will still be able to make things work out and will still be able to see the blood moon. So what is it all about and how is it going to affect you? Let's figure it out today. Hello and a very, very warm welcome to Bhagashree Holistic Astrology, the only place where you get to learn about positive, inspiring and holistic astrology. And today we'll be discussing the total lunar eclipse on November 8, 2022. Now, let me remind you that this will be the last eclipse of 2022. We won't be seeing them anymore, at least in this year. And then the next series of the season of eclipses will begin in 2023. Another important thing to note here is this, that the total lunar eclipse of 2022 will be the last in the next three years which means that you will only be seeing a total lunar eclipse in 2025 next. So if you're able to witness this eclipse, you will be doing yourself a huge favor because you will be able to see the blood moon in all its glory. Now, why do we call it the blood moon? Well, it's because the moon is in the darkest parts of the Earth's shadow. Just like any other planet, Earth will also cast a shadow, right? And when moon comes in the shadow area, especially in the darkest part of the shadow area, we call it the total lunar eclipse. And at this moment, because of the Earth's shadow, moon looks a bit red, which is why we call it blood moon. The last moon that we witnessed, the last full moon was the hunter's moon. And if you were able to see it properly, you would have seen some shades of orange there. I mean, at least I was able to see some orange in the Hattus moon. And this time, we'll be able to see a bit of red. Now, red also uh, becomes the color of love, of passion, of romance. But for a lot of people, red means danger. Red means the color of alarm. Red means the color of warning. And that is the reason why a lot of people believe that the blood moon of November 8 is going to bring us a lot of issues. Now, what are those issues exactly? Do not be alarmed, okay? You do not have to panic. You do not have to believe that things are going haywire and that you will not be able to manage things as they are. You will be able to handle everything if you know what to do. So before we move any further, let's first understand what is happening in the sky on November the 8th. On October 25, we witnessed a partial solar eclipse where Sun, Moon, Venus, and dragon's tail or south node or Ketu were together. Now these four plants were together there, which caused a partial solar eclipse. Now you already know that sun moves at a, a slower pace as compared to the moon. So within 15 days now, the moon has moved from the sign of Libra 
into the sign of Aries which is 180 degrees apart because Rahu and Ketu are always 180 degrees apart. If you don't understand the terminology, let's just understand that Rahu is the north node and Ketu is the south node. Okay. So now the moon has come close to Rahu, the north node of the moon. Right. Now here in Aries, we are seeing moon with Rahu and in Libra, we are seeing Sun, Ketu or the South Node, Venus and Mercury. Note that whenever the Sun is in Libra, it is debilitated, which means that it is not as powerful as it should be. Venus, which owns the sign of Libra, is currently combust because of which Venus is also not able to provide its full powers to us, right? We are not experiencing the full power of Venus and at the same time, Mercury is also combust in the sign of Libra, which means that we are denied the glory or the powers or the effects of Mercury as well as Venus. So this is what is happening between the Aries and Libra axis where Rahu and Ketu or the North Node and the South Node are residing. Then we have Mars, which is in Gemini right now. However, on November 8th, Mars will be retrograde which means Mars will not be in a very powerful or let's assume in a very nice position. Then Saturn has come out of retrograde by November 8th and it is in the sign of Capricorn doing its last lap there for the next 30 years. Saturn will only come back to Capricorn in this specific position uh, 28 to 30 years later. Right, And then we have Jupiter, which is placed very comfortably in the sign of Pisces. However, Jupiter is also retrograde. So you can see that at this moment on November the 8th, the planetary positions are not really conducive to good life and to good health and to good communication and to good, beautiful and harmonious things. Right now, what we are witnessing is confusion. Right now, what we are witnessing is that we are making efforts but the efforts are not able to transfer the message that we want to be transferred. For instance, you are making all the effort in your job. You are making all the effort in your job to do well, to impress your bosses, but they simply do not get that message. They are not understanding what you're trying to do. Your message is not reaching the right people. Maybe it is reaching your colleagues, but it is not reaching your bosses. So that is not, uh, you know, a signal to stop working hard. It simply means that your message is not reaching the right ears or to the right people. Or maybe even if it is reaching them, it is reaching really slowly because Saturn slows everything down. And right now in Capricorn, it is quite powerful. Right. So this is what is happening in the sky. Now, when we witness the total lunar eclipse, at that specific moment, we will see the moon turn red. Right. Now, it will bring to us a sort of warning. Now, what is that warning all about? The warning is all about becoming a lot more cautious. Now, if you've seen my previous videos, if you have listened to me previously, you already know that the last part of 2022 is going to be full of confusion because of the planetary alignments. Right? We'll be confused. We won't know what is the right thing to do. We will not be entirely comfortable in where we are or what we are doing. And we not, might not even be comfortable with the kind of people we are. Because the South Node currently is in Libra. And Libra is a natural seventh sign, the sign of people in your life. So you're not entirely comfortable with the people around you, with the situations you are in. And this is affecting you majorly. So that is where 
the problems reside. It's not like the world has lost balance. It's not like the world has come crashing down on your head. It's nothing like that. What it means is that wherever you are in life, no matter what station you are at, no matter what position you are at, no matter what status you have, it does not really matter. What matters is that you are ill at ease. You're not entirely comfortable with where life is and you are desperate for a change. Unfortunately, that change will not occur in 2022 at least. This change is going to occur in 2023, especially when Saturn makes a move to Aquarius. Right? So again, a time of discomfort. When moon is in Aries, it asks you to make new beginnings. Right? It asks you to take on new opportunities. It asks you to look at life in a new perspective. Since it is the last lunar eclipse, total lunar eclipse, uh, for the next three years at least, we have to be very careful that what we do right now or the kind of direction that our thoughts take right now is going to affect us for the next two to three years. Considering the position of other planets as well, this is going to be important. Jupiter will move into Aries, uh, which means that Jupiter will also begin a new cycle around the zodiac, right? Saturn will also move into Aquarius, which means Saturn is also going to start a new 2.5 year cycle, right? And these two important planets are going to start these cycles for us. And when that happens, things are going to change rapidly. So what you understand now is that the new moon is asking you to take new directions in life. It is asking you to be a lot more, uh, you know, open-minded. It is asking you to be a lot more progressive, to think out of the box, to think of solutions that you have never thought before. Now, I read a new, um, um, I was reading something, right? I was going through Pinterest the other day. And there was this new, um, uh, you know, this Pinterest uh, graphic that, uh, or post that really um, caught my attention on my feed. And it was uh, telling you that if you keep doing the things that you've always been doing, um, you will never get new results, something like that. So if you want to get new results, you have to try new things. If you want to make a new recipe, maybe you have to think twice about the way you, you know, cut your onions maybe <laughs> something along those lines so take a new step in life it is all happening in your head right because we are talking about the moon which affects your subconscious so it is all happening just below the surface where the moon is um, quite desperate to make new beginnings where the moon is willing to take new action however it is unable to right so the time of action will come somewhere later in 2023 but for now the willingness to change, the willingness that the order that we are living in or the hierarchies that we are living in or the positions that we are living currently, they are not conducive to our own creativity. They are not conducive to the kind of people we are. And this is going to happen on a massive scale because we will be seeing these changes in, uh, you know, a lot of countries. So it's going to happen in Japan. It's going to happen in Australia, in Eastern Russia. It's going to happen in a large part of Asia. It's going to happen in the northeastern parts of India because that is where the eclipse will be visible the most and it's in most of its glory. It will be happening in the US, especially in the western parts of the US, especially like places like California. It's going to happen there. So be very careful if you're living in these places. So the eclipse, uh, to be very particular about it, is going to occur on November 8th. 2.30 p.m. India time. So the world will be able to witness that eclipse there. If you're living in the most eastern parts of India or the northeastern parts of India, the seven sister states or let's say in, um, in Bengal, if you're living in Bihar, eastern parts of Bihar specifically, 
you will be able to witness this eclipse between 4.30 and 5 p.m. Okay, so that is where the eclipse will be visible to you and you will be seeing a lot more of the eclipse as compared to people in the northern parts of India or in the southern or in the western parts of India. Then people who are based in the northern parts of India will be able to see the eclipse somewhere around 5.30 p.m. And then people who are based in the, uh, the western parts of India, the southern parts of India, they'll be able to see somewhere around 5.35, 5.40, somewhere around that time. So the entire eclipse will come to a halt um, around 6.30 India time. If you follow the ideals of Sutak, the Sutak will begin uh, somewhere around 8 a.m. India time. So if you uh, want to start an auspicious activity around this time, Usually, you ask, uh, you know, um, to, to halt those activities or maybe do it another day or two, three days later when the eclipse has happened. So if you follow that, um, it's all up to you, right? I won't force anything on you. So if you follow that, uh, the Sutak principle, go with that. If you don't follow, all up to you, um, you know, all your choosing, all your um, choice. <laughs> now let's understand who is the lunar eclipse going to affect. This lunar eclipse is going to affect people born in Aries the most. So if you are um, born in Aries, if your ascendant is Aries or your moon is in Aries or any important planet is in Aries, then you will be affected the most. Of course, people with ascendant and moon in Aries will be affected highly. Of these people who have their ascendants or their moon specifically in the Bharani Nakshatra, they are going to see the effects of this eclipse like anything like they are going to experience 100% of the effects. Apart from that, if you have any other important planets placed in Bharani Nakshatra, then again, you're going to face the effects of this eclipse. As you already know, Bharani Nakshatra is all about the power to hold things, the power to begin procreation. I told you about this in my Nakshatra series. So this beginning, this procreation thing is happening right here. But the effects of this procreation will be seen a lot later. They are not going to be seen right now. Imagine that the Bharani Nakshatra is the cosmic womb. And in this cosmic womb, we are planting a seed. If we are planting a seed right now, the effects of the seed will not be visible right now. It will be visible, let's say, three months from now, six months from now, one year from now but they will be visible for sure, especially if you have planted the seed with a very, very good intent. It's a very good takeaway for you all. Make sure that you're using it in your life. Try to make sure that you are changing your life in the next one year, because that is how this entire lunar eclipse is going to help you. Otherwise, it's only going to affect you. Now, let's say that you are based in California, but the lunar eclipse will be seen in all its glory. If that is the case, then you will be affected a lot more than somebody who has moon in Bharani in Aries and who is based in Africa. Because in Africa, the effects of the lunar eclipse will not be visible. If you're based in India and your moon is in Bharani Nakshatra, if you're born in Aries, then of course you will be seeing partial effects of this lunar eclipse because the lunar eclipse will be partially visible in India. So that is how it affects people. Now, what exactly happens with Aries people? Uh, you do not have to fall into any kind of conflicts because conflicts are, they are literally your Achilles heel. They don't want to go there. No matter how much you want to confront people, no matter how much you want to fight people, no matter how much you want to go head on and tackle things, this is the right time to literally take a step back 
and if possible use diplomacy to talk to people use use diplomacy to get your point across use talks to get your point across bring a mediator to get your point across instead of going all out that is what is going to help you then it is also going to affect people who are born in libra especially those who are born in swati so if you're born in swati especially if you're born in libra in that case you have to be careful that your partners might become a bit aggressive and they might not be in touch with their own emotions or their own feelings they might be feeling completely overwhelmed by their emotions especially their most negative emotions like their anger their frustration at the world at large this anger this frustration can also be directed at themselves so you have to be careful at this time that you have to provide them with a soft cushion with a pillow where they can rest where they can literally pass this time so that they may come back to their senses and they come they may come back to you know doing whatever that they were doing if you are born in the sign of cancer or in any nakshatras that are owned by the moon in that case you have to be extra careful because this eclipse is going to affect you remember the eclipse is eventually happening to the moon right so if you are born in cancer which is the only sign of the moon you will be affected a lot it's my um, humble advice for you people not to be as emotional as you are not to be impulsive and do not take any actions based on impulse or provocation because at this moment provocations will come uh, like a dime a dozen and you don't want to use them uh, to to ruin things for you don't do that if you're born in uh, cancer and capricorn then in that case you have to focus a lot more on building relationships because uh, you will see a lot of relationships fall or just go into oblivion you ghosting people people ghosting you that is going to happen a lot especially if you have ghosted people <laughs> you're going to feel that burn a lot so you know you have to um, stay away from that focus more of your energies on building new relationships or handling uh, you know old relationships and that is it don't go any further from there if you're born in scorpio this is going to affect you uh because scorpio is eighth from aries right now and aries and scorpio are both owned by mars and uh, mars is of, co- of course not in a very good position so you should be very careful at this time do not indulge in self loathing do not indulge in self sabotage because you do that a lot uh do not tell yourself that you are the worst don't do that instead of that focus on building yourself up so for cancer and capricorn they had to build relationships but for you scorpions you have to build yourself up there is no way out right and there is no way that you will you will keep on feeling self pity and you know uh, feel bad about yourself and then continue being whoever you are being your majestic self that cannot happen these two things are parallel to each other they are opposite to each other so you can either you know be uh, spend your time in pitying yourself or you can be productive these two things cannot happen at the same time and you have to understand that for everyone else at this moment it will be very very nice if you do not really listen to anybody who's provoking you don't listen to anybody who's trying to you know uh, get the best of you do not be angry and if possible do not change things as of yet no matter how desperate you are to change things wait a while wait for a little while let things pass and make sure that whatever exit plan you have is not impulsive instead it is carefully planned out because if you take an exit plan right now without making a proper you know um strategy of how to exit 
that will hurt you a lot because uh, you might be seen as somebody who's impulsive as hell and who does not understand consequences so you do not want to be seen as somebody who does not understand consequences of course you'll be able to handle whatever comes your way but it is still better to take a little while do not do things right now take three more days take seven more days but perfect your plan before leaving that is what i want to tell you so i think we've had a very long um, conversation today and I told you a lot of things I hope that everything goes in your favor and I hope that this blood moon eclipse really brings you something positive as I said earlier um, it's going to affect you for the next you know um, three months six months just focus on the power of building yourself and the power of being somebody who can change their destiny or who can change their reaction to their destiny the more you do that the better place you will be at. Thank you so much for being here with me.